0: Welcome to the Rethinking Church podcast. My name is Tim, and I just want to take a minute and thank you. Thank you for uh, supporting the podcast. Thank you for subscribing and sharing and helping us to get the word out about Rethinking Church. Now, we want to take a few minutes today and think a little bit about systems. How is it that we can create the behaviors in our church that we're looking to create, whether it's discipleship or evangelism or outreach or simply inviting people to be a part of what's going on. What is it that actually creates behaviors? If we look closely, we realize that behaviors are not created by great sermon series or good talks or even talking about something over and over again, that great behaviors are created by great systems. A system is a really just how your organization approaches getting things done. So if you were to look at the behaviors of your church, which is really just a piece of the overall culture of your church, and you start to look at those behaviors, what is it that we as a church, what is it that our people do over and over again? How do we respond to guests who, who show up for a service? How do we uh, reach out. How do we care for the needs of the community? How do we invite? How do we do worship? What is the environment of our church on a Sunday morning worship experience? What are the regular behaviors that we have as a church? And for many of us, we get a little frustrated, right? I like guess as, as leaders, as pastors, we look at the behaviors of our church and we wish that things were better. We wish we we we're, we're better better at guest assimilation. We wish we were we were better at making disciples. We wish we were better at reaching out to the community and meet meeting needs. We wish our our people invited more. We could have any number of wish lists as we think about the behaviors of the church. Now the problem though is not the behavior The problem is the system that creates the behavior. Your current system is perfectly designed to produce the behaviors that you see in your church right now. In fact, there are many of us who have systems in place in our churches that are actually getting in the way of ministry. Your systems will either create ministry or it will impede it. It will get in the way. Many of our our systems are set up to actually obstruct leaders from leading instead of empowering them to lead. I mean, the Listen, it's true. We need clear mission and inspiring vision. We need innovative ideas and creative people. But you can have all of those things in your church and run into a wall daily unless you have the kind of systems that will create the behavior that you're looking for. Just a simple example, one that we, we talk about here at Hydrant a lot. See, a lot of churches have systems that set up barriers to people getting involved, to guest assimilation, and even to showing up. You see, it can be tough when you are visiting a church for the first time to know where the right entrance is, to know where to park or which door to go into, to know where to check your kids in or if you should check your kids in, when your kids go where, when you're going to do what. And sometimes it can be tough to even find the bathroom once you're in the building. We're not sure how to dress before we get there. And a lot of that is due to systems that create confusion. And we look at our people, we wonder, why aren't they inviting more people? The truth is, when we love something, when we believe in something, when we enjoy something, when we know it'll be a great experience, we share it, right? Like We talk about Chick-fil-A. We talk about that new restaurant that we've been to that was great. We talk about the great customer service we had at such and such hotel. Every time we have an incredible experience, we tell someone someone about it. We also tell people about our terrible experiences. It's the in-between that we tend not to talk about, the forgettable experiences. And so if your people aren't inspired, if they're not inviting, there's a good chance that they're not real sure about the kind of experience that their friends would have at your church. Either it may just be blah, it may not be good, but if you had an incredible experience set up for the guests who come to your church, then your people are going to invite. The system creates the behavior. Preaching, teaching, environments, they don't create behavior. Systems create behaviors, and we behave consistently with the system. Now, if you are in a church that you've been at for a while, there's a good chance you created some of those systems, whether you intended to or not. Others were inherited or adopted, but all of them impact the way your staff and volunteers and leaders behave in your church. Most of us would identify a lot of different problems as people problems. We have arguments, we have disagreements, we have people who won't show up on time, we have volunteers who bail on us. We have we have people who won't invite, and we look at these things and we think we have people problems, but really most of our people problems are system problems. So you have to stop and you have to begin to think what system is in place in our church that is creating this behavior, or are there any systems that get in the way of a bad behavior? Constant complaining and action, inviting guests, showing up late etc. They're all behaviors that are a result of a system. My people won't is just a cop-out. It's something that all of us as leaders and pastors need to stop saying, and instead we need to start asking ourselves, how can we lead our people to do the things that God is asking us to do together? Listen, there's some pretty simple steps and components of every system Every system is informed and created with a set of expectations or rules. These lay out what's expected. Now, for us, one of the things that we do here is there's this expectation that you're going to get involved and serve somehow. It's a small church. We need everyone. We can't survive on the 80-20 rule where 20% 20 of the people are doing 80% of the work. We need everyone involved. And so we create this expectation that you'll find your place. One of the ways that we do that is by inviting you to serve within the first month that you're here. If you're a part of the church, you've been showing up, you seem to be really connecting and enjoying what's happening. We invite you to uh, a gathering, a, a, a coffee with the pastors, and we talk and we get to know each other. And we invite you, if you're ready, to sign up to get involved and serve. We know if you serve, you'll connect. We know if you serve, you'll make friendships. We know if you'll serve, you'll buy in and that this will become a part of what you care about. And when you care about it, you'll talk about it. So it's important that we clarify expectations and we invite people to take those steps. And then there's rewards. Whatever is rewarded is repeated. And so you gotta celebrate what you wanna see more of. Talk about what you wanna see more of, not what you don't want to see. And then there have to be consequences. If you wanna see integrity in your leadership, there have to be consequences when that integrity is broken. Sometimes we don't have consequences in our churches for bad behavior because we're we're concerned with being nice. We're concerned with uh, someone walking away. And so we're unwilling to stand our ground on things that really matter. And so we have people in leadership roles that should not be in leadership roles. We have people who are signed up to volunteer, but haven't shown up the last five times that they they're signed up. And then we act surprised when they don't show up the sixth time. There have to be consequences, there have to be conversations, there has to be this back and forth where we are building a system that has expectations and rewards and consequences and then is filled with communication. If there is not clear, ongoing communication about the expectations and the rewards and the consequences, then, then you're not gonna build a system. And finally, it's the behavior of those in charge. It's behavior of those in charge. We have to model what we want to see. If we're not modeling it, what we want to see, then we're not going to build a system that creates that behavior. If We want people to invite. We have to model inviting. If we want people to be in small groups, we have to, we have to model being in a small group. If worship is important, we have to model worship. It's important that we model the behaviors that we want to see. In doing this, we can lead people to do the things that will make the biggest impact on them and the community around us. The problem really is in the mirror, it's not in the people. We have, we have created, adopted, inherited, allowed systems, systems that create the behaviors we, we do or don't want to see. So four questions, four quick questions to help you begin to evaluate and be intentional about the systems in your church. First is what behaviors do we want to see? Have you ever thought about what are the behaviors of a disciple who are a part of my church? When you start to name those behaviors, it helps you to know the kind of systems that you need to create to lead to that. If if discipleship is important, Then you've got to have a system that leads that worship is important if serving is important there have to be systems that lead to those behaviors so what are we doing then that creates that behavior we may not be doing anything yet that creates that behavior or maybe there's something we're doing we're just not doing it very well or putting a lot of effort into it so we what are the behaviors we want to see and then what are we doing that creates that behavior then you have to ask the question Are we doing anything that actually obstructs that behavior? For example, as small groups began to rise, as churches tend to want to try small groups for the first time, one of the things they do unintentionally is obstruct the behavior of signing up for small groups. We do this by having competing environments. For example, you've been running Sunday school for the last 50 years at your church but you're ready to shift and you want to do small groups in homes. So you feel like that is what God is leading your church to do as you attempt to make disciples. Well, if you don't stop Sunday school to start the small groups, then what you're actually doing is creating competing environments, both intending to do the same thing and neither of them actually being successful. So it's really important that you look at the behaviors and the things that you're doing that get in the way of what you want? And then finally, what do we need to change? And what do we need to change in how we do things and in what we do to create the behaviors we wanna see? It's important that you have an intentional system for several different areas as a church. One is your worship experience. You should be intentional about designing the system of your worship experience so that it leads people to worship in the way that you believe God is calling your church to worship. Second is your guest experience. If you don't have a system that intentionally walks guests from social media to out the door again, then you have a system that won't lead to more guests. It won't lead to second-time guests. It won't lead to third-time guests. It won't lead to new partners and people involved in your church. You've got to be intentional about every step of that system and that process, the guest experience. Disciple-making. We have a tendency in America to to reduce our Christianity, to come and watch. And we need to reinvigorate it with a disciple-making passion. But it takes some intentionality and a system for making disciples that is simple and repeatable and applicable to every age group. Outreach. If you don't have a system for outreach, you won't reach out. Every organization turns inward the longer it exists. So you have to have a system that intentionally values, rewards, develops, models, outreach, assimilation. How does someone become a volunteer and then a leader? How are you communicating those things? And finally, you need a system for evaluating. What you evaluate gets better. Anything you don't evaluate stays the same or gets worse. So it's important to have a system for regular, repeated evaluation of everything we do. When we start to put systems in place, we can see the behaviors change. It takes time to change a system. It takes time to recreate them. But with intentionality, clear expectations, communication, rewards, and consequences, and a model of that behavior, we can begin to see new things grow in our church that we never believed was possible. Now, if this has been helpful for you, I encourage you to share it with someone else. We have enjoyed thinking about systems today with you. And we hope that you'll join us again as we drop new content every Monday morning here at Rethinking Church. Go to your favorite podcast provider, subscribe, share it, and we look forward to being with you again soon.